Hello and welcome to the Professional Insight Podcast, uh, season four. Um, thank you all for listening, sharing and caring and uh, really supporting us. Uh, we got some great news on the horizon that we'll uh, hint at uh, this episode and next episode. Um, also, thank you to our longtime supporters uh, and sponsors, Brand Boulevard, uh, who, who have been with us since day one. Um, and we're taking you with us, guys. We really appreciate your support. Picking um, it up a notch. We're picking it up just a wee bit. My name is Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. I'm Josh Bond. And Trevor Lindy. Can't believe he spoke. Holy crap. Um, so, guys, I just wanted to have a. <laughs> so, you know, we, we are, or we are, we're not, um, when this actually airs, we're, we're not going to be in, in the proper time frame. We'll be way, way past our, our RSB season at, at that stage, which is understandable. But uh, I mean, one of our listeners actually reached out um, and did like a tire kick and had a couple questions for us or for me specifically around our RSPs. And I, you know, I just thought it'd be without, you know, hinting at who that client is and, and who listens because I blasted out to our two, 2000 clients or whatever we have. I don't even know on our e-blast, but um, the question uh, has been on a, on a I got twofold and it's going to, one is pertaining to myself and then the other is pertaining to um, first Trevor Lindy and then um, Jeff Collins. So the first one is, one client asked, should I, they did not need all of their income for the entire year. Uh, that amount, I'll just keep confidential what it, what that was um, because they are dual income home. Um, they have no mortgage and they were wondering if they should just deposit all of that money into an RRSP because they did have the room. Um I don't do their taxes. I don't know. I only know what they, what, what I have visibility for. So when they kind of asked me that question, we had to have a phone conversation to kind of really dig deep. Cause that was a very random question to get asked to deposit pretty much all of your one salary into an RRSP. Um, the rule of thumb that I like to use and you know, it, you really need to, this is where a certified financial planner uh, such as myself, and a chartered accountant, CPA, we work together. And why it's so important to deal with uh, professionals in, the, in this space, because um, once you use your RRSP room, you lose it. You don't get it back. So if you're doing it in a year where you have low income or, or, or you have uh, a low tax rate because um, your average tax rate due to write-offs and what have you, which average tax rate is the total tax that you pay divided by the income that you, that you earned. Um, you know, you always want to make sure that you're maximizing those RRSP contributions in a year where you have a higher average tax rate. So and said a different way, more so in bigger income earning years. So where you're making more money, that's when you want to try to leverage you your RSP contributions usually. You, that's right. And you don't have the, the write-offs to, to, to bring down, you know, you don't either don't have a job where that allow, allows you to do that. 
yeah. or you don't know, you know, you, you don't have the write-offs to bring it, to bring them down that particular year. Like COVID is a great example where, mm. you know, no one went anywhere. There was no meals and entertainment. There was no, there's, there was no travel. Okay. So that, that would be a great year to maximize your RSP contributions. Now you can carry them forward. However, if you're doing your own taxes, I highly, highly um, advise people, depending on, but for the most part, deal with a CPA, deal with a chartered accountant. They are worth their bloody weight in gold. Um, we work, we have a couple of great ones all the time. And that's exactly what I referred my client to because I only had visibility and what they allowed me to have visibility to. And they did their own taxes. And I was just like, well, it's hard. There's a bunch of information I want to ask. And you don't have the answers. So I really have a very hesitant time. Mm. The second thing is try to be, try to keep money deregistered for as long as you can. Um, first of all, the tax-free savings account is the most powerful investment vehicle in Canada. Um, it, it will it will benefit all Canadians. It is just utilized wrong, and that has a lot to do with the service um, clients are getting at their local financial institutions because the knowledge just isn't there, and they just think that they can just be put into GICs. So smaller, um, small earnings, small earnings, usually. Small right? earnings, but my God, it is going to be so powerful by the time that you retire. No, no, but um, I mean small earnings on a GIC. Oh yeah, I mean like it's not, it's nothing. Um, so then the other, the other piece is so always maximize that, and then it might be a question of between. But putting the sorry, money. Sorry, Curry. Yeah. Just uh, uh, on a tax-free uh, savings account, some we might have some some rookie investors listening in, right? Yep. So from what I understand, like a tax-free savings account, the benefit of it is you invest on after-tax dollars, but any income that you make from that- Growth or income, yep. Dividends, doesn't matter. Is tax-free in your pocket. Yes, that's correct. And the, the amount is granted to you by the CRA every year. You're not earning it like an RRSP. Um, so when does that carry forward? It does. And when you withdraw in the year that you, let's say you, let's say, let's say Bondo, let's use a stupid example. You and I, okay. You come to me, you're you're like Curry. I got $50,000 of tax-free savings account room, according to my notice of assessment. Okay, great. I want to put $50,000 in. Okay, cool. Give me 50 grand. And there's a couple things that happen. I invest it and uh, I'm a rock star and I grow it by 50%. And the following year, you're like, Curry, I'm now at $75,000, 50% of, uh, of 50 grand. I'm at 75 grand in my TFSA. Um, I'd like to withdraw $25,000. Actually, I would like to maybe withdraw all of it for a down payment for a house is a great okay. example. Yeah. You take out the 75,000. Now you've already maxed it out. Right, you've already made those contributions. Yep. The following calendar year, you get your new amount, which this year it's six thousand dollars indexed to inflation, rounded up every equal five hundred bucks, and you get the seventy-five thousand dollars of room that you withdrew. So even even the growth room, bingo. Okay. Bingo, and okay. you. What happened to your camera? There you are. Uh, sorry, yeah, I think so, you had a call coming in. 
Yeah, low, low power mode. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah. So basically what that is, is if the money grows, you get that growth room that mm. bumps up your cap. Mm. So you get, so now instead of 75,000, you've got 81,000, 6,000 plus 75 the following year. And mm -hmm. it just keep, and you can recontribute. You just can't over contribute in the same year. And that's mm. why you need to deal with a professional and be very, very careful. Um, Day trading is also something that you got to be very, very careful of. Don't day trade in a um, or, or recreationally trade in a tax-free savings account. Um, you might uh, be in trouble with the CRA. It's very, very kind of taboo on that. Um, so just because like reporting, you got like because in terms of your reporting your income and stuff, you're circumventing you the spirit of the account. You do not. Okay. You do, okay. you are you are circumventing the spirit of okay. the account. Okay, good exactly to know. the words taken right out of my mouth by Trev. That's right. See, but one like question heard though, about that is why? Well, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> why, if it doesn't fit the spirit of the account, then why allow that to fall within the account? So right now, I mean, a lot of financial institutions don't allow crypto, for example, or certain individual mean stocks to be held in them anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe your Robin Hood apps and, you know, Wealth Simple apps might, but, but your normal financial institutions don't. Um, definitely crypto. That's, that's hard, far and few between. Um, but if they find that you are actively trading and trying to circumvent capital gains, the, the CRA will uh, go back and they will tax you. They've already made that announcement. They've already made that um, that perfectly clear. With penalty. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is that, uh, you know, I had a client reach out and it was very general advice and because I, I, I wrote our monthly newsletter about interest rates going up. And so he, you know, this client was like, should I lock in? Should I lock in? Should I lock in for a five-year fix? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like, what should I do? Um, so Trev, if you want to maybe, you know, uh, talk about that because a lot of people are, what was it? Uh, Goldman Sachs came out this morning on Bloomberg. And so just for reference for everyone, uh, we're recording this on February 11th, 2022. That is important because it is, the Fed and the Bank of Canada have both said in their February meetings that they will not be increasing the interest rates, overnight lending rates this month, that they'll be punting that to their March meeting. Um, so by the time you hear this, interest rates may have already uh, increased. Um, so yeah, our next meeting is scheduled for March 2. First one was January 26th. <clears throat> they right, decided so they to hold flat. So Bank of Canada, not uh, not touching it. Um, short answer to your question, no. Why lock in? <clears throat> Larger answer to the question is we've got to look at your budget or you, the customer, needs to look at your budget and determine whether or not uh, the way I position a variable rate mortgage with every single solitary customer is on an annual basis, I want you to do a budget. Typically beginning of the year, just because you obviously know what you made the year prior, write-offs, all that sort of stuff. You've got a decent idea of where you're at. So at that point, do a budget for yourself and then determine how many rate increases, if they were to increase, that you can afford in that year. Rule of thumb, for every quarter point jump, you your payment will increase if you're in an adjustable rate, not a variable rate, 
your payment would increase by $13 per hundred thousand that you owe. 300,000, $39,000, excuse me, $39 per month. So plan that out and then you can figure out from your budget perspective, what makes the most sense, right? Does it make sense if the, the first half of the year in the, out of the eight predetermined meetings, the first half of the year, if they, they start to move up and you're getting to your maximum or hitting your comfort level, then consider locking in. But if it's on the latter half of the year, maybe a hold steady. Now it's also too, they, they want to, um, yeah, no, that, and, and that's very similar to the advice that, I mean, I, I touched base with you directly privately, Trev, to get you that, to get that information as well. And you yeah. just didn't know that it was the same person, but, um, you know, wanted how many to, buttons you got done. What's that? How many buttons you got undone there? Oh, I just got, I just got the one there, bud. Okay. Sorry. I saw yeah, you hang on there for a few. No, no. <laughs> um, you're right. I'm a big, I'm a big variable guy myself. Um, I, uh, didn't listen to my own advice back in 2019, but mind you, did I know that a global pandemic was going to, you know, end the world. Lot, Richard, down? I that, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, my God, I wish, but it is what it is. Um, I'll be going variable when, when this one comes up and when it comes due, I won't make be making that mistake again. Um, but yeah, did it, does anyone else have anything to add to that piece? Um, on, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like on on the the rate piece and and the the mortgage lock-in you know uh jeff your your opinion on that opinion i agree with you i'm, I'm variable on all this stuff too and i'll get my t i'll get my rsp check to you shortly so it'll yeah, get in before you. your deadline yeah. <laughs> yeah. i appreciate the 15 reminders that's what's good about you i won't forget it I'll, i think this it, whole so. episode might just be to make sure that he reminds you jeff that you gotta yeah, get your yeah, rsp, RSP deadlines happening there bud <laughs> i got two of them while we were doing the uh the podcast actually so i'll make sure i'll get that done i can't go you, you're gonna have to pick it up for me because i'm isolating for oh, five days, so I can't yeah, get someone it. got the vid yeah, 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 I yeah did. you can walk out with a hazmat suit and, and uh <laughs> it doesn't matter i'm triple vaxxed i don't care oh, I'm triple vaxxed. Vaxxed. Yeah, I, I don't have it right now i'm negative but we're just uh we're waiting for it to yeah but to you're to what you do for your clients so it doesn't really matter but yeah. don't you go pick up the check for me from uh from you Scotia and if you can it, drop it off if it's big enough 100 i'll do it i'll do it it's called service <laughs> oh <laughs> man one of the are getting up there pretty good though now i'm pretty happy with them they're getting there yeah, you're making yeah. me good money i'm happy I'm, with it i'm trying i'm trying but uh no yeah so more more of these types of podcasts so please everyone that's listening please send in your questions thank you so much we want to keep it light um we are approaching the end of when you're listening to this, this is the second last season of uh season four second last episode, uh, episode. Second yeah last sorry episode, second yeah. last episode is what i meant yes yeah we're not so basically not our training is almost done and we're about to go up to we're getting recruited oh damn we'll uh we'll whoa, whoa, keep that a little quiet let's do that next we're episode gonna... yeah we're gonna out go of the, the miners oh yeah we're going we're oh, going buddy, from double a to triple a not quite <laughs> to the pros but we're going to triple a i think well i i don't know i i consider it to be a pro a pro group but anyway I'm pretty. Oh, oh no, no, but we're. Yeah, I agree. The recruit's a. Uh, the recruit. The, the, the recruit is an all-star. The recruit is a uh, major leaguer. That is one. The recruitees are just. We're going up through minor ball right now, though. Yeah, yeah, they're just. They're just going to be. Yeah, uh, they like. They like the talent, I guess. I, I don't, which is shocking. But anyway, <laughs> we'll take it. One. Of, sorry, one of the things just to the whole variable conversation. 
Oh yeah. Um, one of our lenders has given us a tool. Obviously, it's branded for them. We're not uh, we're not actually distributing it out. But in the conversations that I'm having with people, the calculator, the Excel spreadsheet that they built, we can actually build in rate increases. So I have, with some clients, walked through this calculator and seen that we can, in some cases, go up 150 basis points. So 1.5% compared to what they're getting offered on a fixed rate versus what they can get today on a variable. And we've done the calculations and the Bank of Canada would have to increase their rate by 150 points before it would have been advantageous for them to consider fixed. And in some cases that rate is even higher because we are seeing fixed rates climb to that low 3% threshold now. And, and, and also to put it in, into perspective, Trev, and correct me if I'm wrong, fixed rates are based on the bond market. Variable rates are based on the overnight lending rates. And so to Trevor's point, when you have 10-year, 20-year treasury yields going through the roof, it's very plausible, and especially right now, for fixed rates on five, seven, and 10-year mortgages, uh, mortgage locked-in to outpace the rate that a variable rate would be increasing. Is that fair, Trev? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And literally, as we're speaking, I just literally just got an email from Scotia saying effective 11.59 p.m. Sunday, rates are going up again. Uh, fixed, fixed or variable? Fixed. Yeah, yeah, fixed. Yeah, the only yeah, time the Bank of Canada certain. moves is at a regularly scheduled meeting with the exception of like we experienced in 2020, the beginning of the pandemic. They right. did some, they did a couple of emergency meetings to lower the rate. But when it comes to going up, those happen at their regular scheduled meetings. So um, the last thing I'll say on that, anybody that's listening that wants to know, uh, they're always on a Wednesday, basically about six weeks apart, March. So the 2022 meetings, March 2, April 13, June 1, July 13, September 7, October 26, and December 7. Those are all of the remaining meetings that we have for 2022. Perfect. Help us help you stay informed. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 
produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.